Well, I'm excited about Family Fifth Sunday, and uh, you know, one of the things that we try to always do is just make sure that you know we care about your family. That's why we've invested as a church in a children's area that's the way it is, and a children's team the way that they are, and the ministries that we do. And again, I know you've already been thanked, but thank you for your generosity, because it's your giving that provides for these ministry opportunities. And that's what we want to do here as a church as, as much as we can. By the way, there's a lot of things in the bulletin, and I appreciate Evie doing the announcements. Didn't she do a great job? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I want you, please take a look. There's things that are happening with Rangers. There's things that are happening with women. I know the women's ministry kickoff is just happening in a couple weeks on the 19th. You'll want to check that out. the, The ladies are going to the Design for Life Women's Conference this year, and there's only, I think, 15 spots left because we had to get the tickets, you know, a long time ago for that. So if you're interested, take a look at the bulletin, get all the details, and make sure you do that. All right, I'm curious, you guys. Um, anybody recognize him? Yeah? I don't know about you, but I, I grew up hearing stories, and maybe, I, I know this is true in every family, but you grow up hearing stories about family members who you didn't actually meet. Does anybody know this, have this experience? And you hear so many stories about them, it seems like you know them, but you never knew them. You never saw them. But it's almost like some of the stories I heard growing up, I felt like, like there was a grandfather, I felt like I could hear his voice sometimes. I felt like I knew like how he would talk. And, and then some of the stories, you know how they grow and they become bigger than life. And you feel like you know the person, but you don't really know them. I mean, it's not like you ever met them. And you didn't get to hear them firsthand, but you know them. I know Nicole's got a grandfather. Uh, he's passed away, and I wish I knew him. And uh, his voice, I'd always heard so much about his singing voice. And he would sing and sound like Bing Crosby. And I remember there was a, there's one cassette tape of him singing, and it is, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's Bing Crosby but I never knew him. And I don't know about you. I mean, we've all grown up hearing stories about this man. Who's, who, kids, who is this? And you're probably even more used to seeing his picture like that on your pennies. But anybody know him? But we feel like we knew him, right? We know about his childhood. We know about pranks he did as a kid. We know about, about him being honest. We know about the axe story and him swinging the axe. We know about, we know about what he did in office. But none of us knew him, right? Isn't it weird that way? Well, let me ask you another question. Who really knows you? I mean, who really, really knows you? I hear God, Jesus. I hear some other things. I hear, I, did I hear my mom? Right? Your mom knows you. And your dad? Who else knows you? Your wife? Okay. But here's something true about all that. Most of the people that you mentioned... They know part of you, and I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I know we've experienced this with our, with our own children who we feel like we know, and then we would go to like um, maybe the teacher conferences, and then as they're describing our child, we're like, really? Okay, that's good. I mean, I, we, we never saw that at home. And maybe you've experienced the same thing. I know as a youth pastor all those years, I would talk to a parent and say, I love your kid, and I would tell them great things about them, and they're like, my kid? I wish he would be like that more at home then. Isn't it true? People know us, but they don't really, really, really know us. Now, some of you already were skipping to the answer because Jesus knew you before you were even born. You realize that, right? There is somebody who knows you inside and out, upside, downside, backside, forward. They know you. They know you because he created you. 
And if you read in Psalm 139, I was loving that Kay was referencing that portion of Scripture. It's so powerful. But it says, you made all the delicate and inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Jesus knows us. He knew us before we were even possibly known. I talked to three ladies here today that are having babies soon. I mean, some are due any minute and some are due in a month. And it's really cool. And as you're talking to them, you know, of course, they already know what, what kind of baby they're having. And they've already named the baby. And they're already getting to know them. But there's somebody who's already known that baby. It, makes, it chokes me up. Before we even thought of it being possible, Jesus knew us. He knew us. And in, the, in VBS this week, the kids learned about Zacchaeus. What do you know about Zacchaeus? Come on now. Yes, he was, he was uh, what do we say? Po- how do we say that in a positive way? He was vertically challenged. <laughs> and the kids learned this, that even though he was, he was a tax collector and he wasn't really a friend of the people, and even though he was short and maybe an outcast, Jesus saw something in him that he wanted to know. For Jesus, for Jesus, he really knew him. And he knew him and he loved him anyway. I want to make that personal for you. Some of you may be here today and maybe you are, maybe because of the way you look or maybe because of the way you've been treated or things that have been said about you, you may have wondered if anybody really knew you. Somebody does. Somebody really, really knows who you are. One of the other stories that they learned in this week was a story about the woman at the well. It's an interesting story in the Bible because Jesus chooses to go a certain way that he didn't really have to go. But in going that way, he crossed some barriers that in our society, a lot of people don't cross. He crossed a gender barrier. You know, men weren't supposed to talk to women, especially religious rulers. Not only did he do that, but he crossed an ethnic barrier because that woman was Samaritan and the Jews had long-standing historical hundreds of years of issues with the Samaritans. And he crossed that barrier. There was probably also a socioeconomic barrier there because this woman was drawing water for herself and Jesus would have come from the class of people who other people did that for him. But there's a more important barrier there he crossed. He loved that woman because he made her. And going back to Psalm 139, it says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Jesus knew that that woman was was a person of immeasurable worth. In her society, she was probably more of an outcast. But Jesus demonstrated her worth. This sounds silly in our society, but just by talking to her. By giving her the time of day, he was demonstrating for his disciples and everyone else that she was a person who was worth a lot. She had worth inside of her, everything about her. One more story from the kids' VBS this last week was a man named Nicodemus. Now, he was a spiritual leader of the people, and he was kind of undercover checking Jesus out. And he came to Jesus at night, and he was going to ask Jesus some questions. What's interesting about this story is, as is true with Jesus all the time, he's always one step ahead of people. And in this situation, even though Nicodemus came to ask Jesus question, 
questions, Jesus turned the tables and Jesus starts to ask him questions because not only did Jesus know Nicodemus and, and create Nicodemus, not only did Jesus see Nicodemus as someone of worth and know that he was worthy, Nick, he saw in Nicodemus something that he sees in all of us and that is he saw someone in Nicodemus that needed salvation. So in their conversation, Jesus turns the conversation and he tells Nicodemus that God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That was earth shattering to Nicodemus. He needed to hear that he needed a savior and that Jesus was the savior. It's a lot of people in our world, they go through life and they feel like, oh, I've got it all together. I've, maybe they have money or maybe they have a good job or maybe they're family or whatever it is. And they forget the fact that there's somebody who knows them into the darkest, the deepest recesses of their hearts and their minds. And he knows that we need a savior. We can't do it on our own. There's no way any of us could be good enough or work our way to heaven or get there by ourselves. The fact is we need him deeply, deeply, deeply. Let me add one more to this. Back to Psalm 139, it says, Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. You know, as we live our lives and as you get older, some of us maybe as you look back on your life, you think, oh, I can see this twist and this turn and maybe I have this regret about this mistake. Or maybe you look back and think, oh, maybe you think to your wedding day and think that was the smartest decision ever made. And maybe... <laughs> That was a nice point for an amen. Is your husband here? Because did you hear that? All right. Maybe for some of you, though, you're in a place in life where you're wondering, what is going on? This doesn't seem right. Maybe you're going through something that, that you wonder and you question, God, do you really have this together? Do you know where I am and who I am? The fact is that every one of us, Jesus knows your purpose in life. And he's got something for you to do. Okay, you were killing me up here when you were talking because I was, I was trying to fight back choking up myself. Because even though Kay at a point in that trip felt like she didn't have a purpose, God had a purpose for her. And the thing about it is you don't always know what it is. And you may have thought you knew what it was, and it doesn't turn out exactly the same. But here's something you need to trust in and believe in. that The fact is that there's a purpose for you, and you may not even know and you may not even be rewarded for it or somebody thank you for it while you're here on earth. It may not even work out that way. As, as Dave Hosel was talking about those rooms and talking about how we were investing in the future of that ministry by creating those dorm rooms, we have no idea how many young interns, because some of the people we worked with in, were, were from Nicaragua, some were from El Salvador, and they had paid their way to come and work at that ministry. They are young missionaries. I can't really, there's no way to do the math to know how many lives we affected by, by hammering a nail or two. There's no way to know. There's no way to know how many children are going to be reached in the country of Nicaragua and all of Latin America there. In fact, one of the missionaries I talked to, her dream, her dream is to be a missionary in Cambodia. I was talking to her, I'm like, you don't even speak English, let alone French. She said, God will provide. He's called me to do this. We, we are investing in that. You, by giving and supporting these ones who went on this trip, invested in that. That purpose is going to reap benefits and dividends down the road, which we have no way to calculate, no way to measure. Here's what I want you to be sure of today. 
no matter who you are, no matter what stage of life you're in, you could be one of the children that are in here today who normally are in kids' church. You could be one of the young people who went on this trip, or maybe you didn't get to go, but you're here today. You could be a visitor today. You could be an adult. You could be a prime timer. We call that our 55 and older group. God has a purpose for you. What's beautiful about the way God works things is his purposes never end. Not only does he have a purpose and a plan for you, but it's not over. It's never over. He always has something new. Every morning, he's got somebody lined up for you to change their life with maybe a smile or a kind word. Or maybe you're going to actually give them a job or, or help them financially. God has a purpose like that, and it never, ever ends. I want you to shut your eyes, everybody in the room, for a moment. I know that some of you maybe are sitting here and you're thinking, Pastor Dennis, that sounds great, and maybe that's true for other people, but you don't know me. You don't know what I can't do. You know what? God does. Remember, he's the one who made you. He created you. Not only did he create you, but he created you with a purpose and a future, and he's got plans for you that never end. We serve a loving, caring, creative, knowable God who wants a, a deep relationship with you, and he's got purpose for you, and he's designed you in a certain way, and he's got things he's intended for you to do. You're somebody who's wanted by him and loved by him and known by him. I just want to close this service by asking a couple questions. Like I said a minute ago, maybe you're sitting here and you've maybe wondered, did God or does he even know who I am? I want to assure you today, not only does he know who you are, but he created you and he loves you and he has a purpose for you. I'm, I'm wondering, just this is a general question. This is not really about becoming a Christian for the first time, but I'm wondering if anybody in here would say, Pastor Dennis, I'm not sure what my purpose is, but I'd, I'm willing to say, if you're sure about that, then I'd like God to show me what that is. Would you raise your hand if that's you? I see a lot of those hands go up. Let me follow that up with a, probably the most important question we can ever ask. I'm wondering if anybody here, maybe up till now, you've never thought about becoming a Christian or following Christ, but... Hearing this idea that he actually created you and loves you and has a purpose and an intention for your life, that you're, you're willing to say today, maybe for the first time, say, if that's true, then I want to know him. Anybody like that? Would you raise your hand? Kind of looking over the crowd. So if you raise your hand, you got to hold it up for a minute so I can see it. I do see a hand over there. I do see that. You can put that down. Here's what I'm going to do with us all. If you're that one who raised your hand, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask everybody in the room to pray this prayer with me. And this prayer is not a magical formula or anything. What it does, though, is say, I know that I've done things that are wrong. I know that Jesus paid the price for that, and I want him to come in my life and change me. And that's it. So if you would all repeat this prayer after me, I'm going to, I'm going to say a few words, and I want you to repeat it. Everybody in the room, but if you're the one who raised your hand, I want you to especially mean that today. So let's pray together. Father God, I'm sorry for the things that I did that were wrong. I believe that you love me, that you created me. You have a purpose for me. I want to know what that is. I want you to live in me and change me. I want to live for you. I'm sorry for the things that I did that were wrong. Forgive me and make me new. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. God bless you. As you prayed that prayer, God changes your life. That's what he does. Would you stand with me today? I would love to see you all at the movie later. But more importantly, I would love to see you all leave this place today knowing that you have purpose and then sharing that fact with other people that they also have purpose. Did you guys have a good time today? Are your bellies full? I bet we have a few pancakes left over, but... Let me just pray over all of us, and I just want to send you out to change your world. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for every young person, every child, every, every volunteer that made this day possible. And I pray, God, that you would go with us today and help us not only know our purpose, but help us find that in this world today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks you for being here today.